Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Climb, to a podcast where we talk about all things affecting the Latinx community. In the last week or so, there's been big news for DACA. Trump administration has fully restored the DACA program, and it's now accepting new applicants following a court order. This is huge, um, yeah. especially when it comes to the president's hardline immigration policy. He had halted the the um, acceptance of new DACA applications and left you know thousands um, essentially in limbo for the duration of his presidency. So, so it's huge. For the first time in close to three years, DACA is receiving new applications. So DACA has definitely been on an uphill battle, really throughout the entire Trump presidency, but definitely for in legal aspects for the last three years. It all began in September of 2017 when the Trump administration officially rescinded DACA and gave Congress until March to figure out a solution. In January of 2018, a federal judge actually blocks the Trump administration's repeal of DACA and stated that the program had to go through the legal challenges through the courts. Um, Because of this, DACA was allowed to continue, but new applications were not accepted. Um, This also led to a three-day government shutdown, but it came to no resolution. From March to May of 2018, it was essentially a sequence of lawsuits against DACA. The Trump administration asked to send the case to the Supreme Court. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, Texas and six other states filed a lawsuit claiming that DACA was unconstitutional. The judge then rejected their injunction request, and the case was sent to the Supreme Court. In the meantime, again, DACA remained in place, but still no new applications were accepted. In January of 2019, there was another government shutdown the longest government shutdown in American history to 29 days. The Trump administration demanded a 5.7 billion fund for a border wall with exchange of temporary protections for dreamers, which that's what DACA recipients are, are called, dreamers. The shutdown ended with no border wall funding and no legislation on DACA, and the DACA program continued in limbo until June 2019, when it was sent to the Supreme Court. And so in November of 2019, the Supreme Court heard the arguments against DACA by the Trump administration. And a lot of people were concerned that this was going to be the end of DACA, that really there was no way that it was going to pass through the Supreme Court. So in March of 2020, right when COVID had kind of really become a big thing in the States, supporters of DACA Um, sought to get permission from the Supreme Court to file a supplemental brief where the brief essentially mentions that DACA recipients, especially those who are working in the healthcare industry, are vital in battling the coronavirus pandemic and that the Trump administration's effort to end DACA should be blocked. And the court actually agreed to consider the brief. In June of 2020, Something that not a lot of people were expecting to happen actually happened. The Supreme Court ruled five to four that the recension of DACA in 2017 was arbitrary and capricious. So the ruling allowed DACA to continue. And this was a big one for DACA as well. But definitely not the end of, like I said, 
a essentially brutal battle with the Trump administration where they had another attempt in July of 2020 where they said that they would reject new applications still and not only that but make DACA recipients renew their their permit every year instead of every two years which a lot of people could not afford and so where are we now again after this uphill battle of three to four years finally a big a big big win for DACA so now, in December 4th of 2020, this year, a federal judge found that the acting secretary of Homeland Security, Chad Wolf, was illegally in his position when he issued the suspension of new DACA applications and reduced the time of renovations. So DACA was saved on a technicality. For the first time in close to three years, new DACA applications are finally being received. So. For those of you who may not know, and for those of you who are interested in applying for the first time, what is DACA? Well, first of all, in order to even be considered for DACA, here are the requirements. You have to be under the age of 31 as of June 15, 2012. You had to have come to the United States before reaching your 16th birthday and have continuously resided in the United States since June 15 of 2007 up until the present time. You also had to have been physically present in the United States on June 15th of 2012 and at the time of making your request for consideration of DACA. Additionally, you would have had to have no lawful status as of June 15 of 2012, meaning that you never had a lawful immigration status and that any immigration status or parole that you obtained prior to that date had to have expired of June 15, 2012. Another requirement is that you are currently in school, have graduated, or obtained a certificate of completion from high school, or have obtained a GED. Another option is being honorably discharged from the Armed Forces or the Coast Guard of the U.S. The big thing is you have not been convicted of a felony, a significant misdemeanor, three or more misdemeanors, and do not otherwise pose a threat to national security or public safety. So, let's say you meet all those requirements. What does DACA actually give you? Contrary to popular belief, DACA is not a pathway to citizenship. Essentially with DACA, you get three big things. A social security number, a work permit, and a shielding of deportation. Again, subject to renewal every two years. So even if I qualify and I apply and I receive it, but then I can, I'm convicted of a felony, that would be important for my renewal and I would possibly get rejected. So there's actually a lot of requirements for this program. And in contrast, you don't receive a whole lot. But like I mentioned before, to people who are undocumented, this is a big deal because it just allows you to do simple everyday things to carry on your life, whether that's a driver's license, to work, go to college, go to school, anything like that. It's a big deal. And so I'm going to answer some of the questions that oftentimes I see from people that are not very educated on immigration. So the big one that I've seen is why don't DACA recipients just apply for citizenship or permanent residency? Good question, right? I mean, if they're going through this struggle, 
Why don't they just save themselves the struggle and just apply for citizenship or a green card? Exactly. That's too simple. If it was that simple, everybody would be applying for that. The thing is, they're not eligible for citizenship or permanent residency. Like I said, there's no pathway to citizenship. A pathway to citizenship would be if DACA then gave them the opportunity to apply for permanent residency, and then from permanent residency, you apply to become a citizen. And this is something that takes a long time. As I talked about in my undocumented episode, a lot of people assumed that the second I, w I got married to a citizen, I automatically became a citizen. And that's not how it works. For my process, for instance, I was a DACA recipient, and the reason I got a pathway was because I got married and that gave me a pathway to citizenship through petition from a family member. Really confusing stuff, but I'm trying to keep it as simple as possible. Because of that, I was able to apply for something called adjustment of status, where my status was adjusted from DACA, which would be a temporary alien with permission to work, um, to a permanent resident. And even then, I got a two-year conditional residency which I'm in the process of renewing for my 10-year permanent residency. And three years from my, my interview with immigration where I was accepted for a green card, I can apply to become a citizen. Again, really confusing, but the main message I want you to get is that it's a long process, it's an expensive process, and more important than that, DACA recipients don't have this pathway. Another thing that I've seen is just this misconception that DACA recipients for some reason get free healthcare, get free college, and food stamps. Um, the truth is DACA recipients don't receive any of that. DACA recipients aren't eligible for any federal financial aid, um, no, nothing with federal money tied to it like scholarships, food stamps, anything like that. Um, in terms of healthcare, it's just like you and I, where they have to go through the same process and oftentimes can be considered high risk because of their temporary legal status. Um, so they're not eligible for any sort of government safety nets, even though they contribute just as much to the economy and pay taxes every single year. Another thing that I've kind of heard with DACA, but immigration in general, is well, aren't they committing crimes? Why should we let them in the country? And the truth is that actually immigrants are less likely to commit crimes than citizens. And this is statistically proven. I encourage you to look it up. Um, first generation immigrants are those with the lowest percentage of crime. And those who are legal permanent residents have a little bit of a higher one. And the population with the highest crime across all levels are citizens. So it's actually the polar opposite of what people believe. Immigrants are actually less of a threat than citizens themselves. So where do we go from now? While this is a big win for DACA and for the immigrant population, DACA was saved on a technicality. And so, like I said, it, it has been an uphill fight for DACA throughout the entire Trump presidency, and we don't know what the future holds. What we do know is that the Biden administration needs to enact some sort of legislation to protect DACA, to prevent this turmoil and this jeopardy of hundreds of thousands of lives from happening again. DACA was meant to be a band-aid effect, 
when installed by the Obama administration. But instead, it seems like it has become the ultimate solution and kind of given up on actually making any sort of immigration reform. So that is the bigger picture, immigration reform. The last time it was done was under the Reagan administration. It's been a long time since then. So I look forward to future episodes. I hope this was helpful. And if you have any specific questions about DACA, I encourage you to reach out to an attorney. There's a lot of attorneys in areas that do it for free um, or simply with donations just to keep their doors open. If you have any other questions, please feel free to reach out. And I look forward to being here for the next episode. Thank you.